It's June. The heat is on in schools. Curriculum competencies need to be covered. Summative reports need to be written. Awards need to be distributed. Exciting end of year farewell events need to be planned. Administrators scramble to tie up loose ends and secure budgets for the next year. All while staff are completely exhausted and more and more kids are checking out as they dream of summer days. Throw in a global pandemic, restrictions in schools and public anxiety, it's chaos. June is rough for most of us. Hi, I'm Elaine Grant. It is June 1st, 2021, and I say, bring on the heat. I love June. Yes, I thrive on being busy and throwing myself into chaos, but it's more than that. June is my month to reflect on what has happened over the year and get excited about how I can do it better next year. I find June invigorating. The energy of the school fuels my passion for learning and motivates me to use my experiences from the past year to make big plans for my next class. This year, I am particularly excited as I've been deepening my own understanding of curricular development and I'm excited to implement this learning in my practice. If this academic year has taught us anything, it's the importance of celebrating diversity. I was intrigued by the work of Monica Hilder, who highlighted that education should be taught with wonder and awe to spark freedom and creativity. Storytelling is an example of teaching through this lens as it engages the imagination and sparks emotion in the students. Since each student experiences the story through their own connections, it's an inclusive practice. Stories can become part of our identity. They are sacred to our First Nations as they hold knowledge and wisdom. They are sacred to religious groups as they teach lessons and carry on traditions. Jesus himself often uses stories to teach as he recognized the power a story has to connect ideas and emotions to life experiences and deep questions. Next year, I plan to incorporate story on a more regular basis in my classroom. I want to use stories in my morning prayer circle to engage each student and help them hear whatever message it is they need to hear that day. We also have a fantastic librarian in our school who's often underutilized. I hope to recruit her help in finding fictional stories that connect to my integrated studies content. My hope is that by encouraging storytelling and involving the student's imagination and emotionally responding to these lessons, that students will feel empowered and engaged. Next to my agenda is project-based learning. I love the inquiry-based collaborative approach of project-based learning. It provides students with the opportunity to experience the curriculum on a deeper level whilst developing their social emotional learning. Currently, I have four big inquiry projects that the students participate in each year. Each one requires an element of inquiry, research, product creation, presentation, and reflection. The students have autonomy over their research questions and presentation formats, but the topic is set by me. Next year, I want to build on this by integrating authentic, real-life problems that students can really pour their hearts into. To do this, I need to relinquish a little more control. I need to put my grade six students in the driver's seat 
and let them identify topics that are meaningful to them. I know as next year approaches, my nerves might get the better of me and I may revert to my old faithfuls. So I'm taking action now. I need to embrace creativity. So I've started by posting Patty Drapeau's seven components of developing a creative environment in my office. I've also allotted time for two new projects in my yearly plan. I've not yet identified a title or even a subject for these projects, as I want to empower the students to choose their own path for these assignments. On to three-letter acronyms. Have you ever noticed how many there are in education? PBLs, SEL, ESL, even the old PLOs. There are two specific acronyms that have me excited this year, UDL and UBD. UDL, or Universal Design for Learning, addresses student diversity by removing barriers to learning. If we want to celebrate diversity in the classroom, we need to consider more than just cultural diversity. We need to meet the individual learning needs of our kids, and this requires a deeper understanding of them as individuals. In my learning resource role over the past year, I've been working on supporting more universal supports in classrooms based on the UDL model suggested by CAST. One of my main focuses has been the development of executive functions through adaptations in the classroom to support organizational and time management skills. Next year, I have the opportunity to build on this by involving the whole staff in an initiative to support executive function development through the social thinking program and 360 thinking strategies. Through these strategies, we will provide options for students to internalize self-regulation and goal setting with an aim to helping our students become expert learners who are motivated, strategic, and goal-directed. Once these barriers are addressed, we can look more closely at our planning practices. In alignment with the BC curriculum, Understanding by Design, or UBD, focuses on our students' ability to understand what they are learning rather than simply finding the correct answer to a question. Essentially, teachers plan the unit backwards, looking at the desired end result for the students before identifying the evidence that will help us assess understanding, and then finally planning the daily learning events and experiences. Although I've had some elements of backwards design in my planning in the past, I realized quickly UBD was quite foreign to my practice. In fact, the most pivotal moments for me as I studied curricular development happened here. I realized, one, I often fall into the pitfalls of content-based or activity-based planning. And two, I'm assessing achievement without really giving thought to progress. As I read Bransford et al. description of the twin sins of planning, I flushed red with embarrassment and thought, oh my gosh, this is 100% me. To make matters worse, I was introduced to Hattie's progress versus achievement chart and immediately recognized that although I assess achievement regularly, I fall far short of documenting progress. I'm doing my students a disservice. These points really opened my eyes. And so next year, I will be rewriting two of my unit plans using the UBD template in an effort to focus on understanding rather than content and progress rather than achievement. Often, principles of UDL, the removal of barriers, and UBD, planning with the goal in mind, are quickly followed by differentiated instruction or 
planning with the student in mind. This is one idea that I continue to struggle with. I wholeheartedly believe in addressing student needs, but I find differentiated instruction to be too broad a term that engulfs all of the progressive strategies, pedagogies, and processes. Furthermore, to truly address a student's needs, you need to have a deep understanding of them, which is particularly difficult for high school teachers to achieve when they see upwards of 100 students every day. As you may have gathered, I resonate with the theory of constructivism, as I do believe students construct knowledge socially with their peers. I want to be a facilitator and encourage collaboration and critical thinking in my daily classroom practices. I want students to feel motivated, empowered, included, and worthy. To do this, I will make a concentrated effort to tell more stories and foster creativity in my classroom. I will introduce two new projects that will be student-guided and use UBD planning templates for at least two of my new unit plans. Lastly, I will borrow an idea from George Kuros and start an identity day at OLA. When, you might wonder? In June, of course. After all, to me, it's a time for reflection, a time for planning, and a time for celebration. It's the most wonderful time of the year.